right, we're back. Primal Radio. What's up, Tom? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm back from a, a weekend in Slovakia shooting some guns. So, uh, how stuff. far? How far is that for you? Take a train? Do you fly? What do you do? <laughs> You've got no geography, have you? No, it's a flight. It's it's like sort of uh, two two I hours, don't. two and a half hour flight. Not not too far. That would be like from here to Carolina, from New York to Carolina. If that works you, for you, yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. It does. So you couldn't drive there if you wanted. You could, you could. It'd take take you like a it'd take you like a day or two. Nah, not two days. If it's a two hour flight, Is it, would it be would it be a dangerous ride? Would your life be in danger? No, 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 no. I think you're th- confusing Europe with the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm just having fun. Jesus Christ! Are you, what do you drink? Are you drinking tea, Tom? I always, I always, I do like to have a cup of tea. You know, being a, a Brit, it's good to have a cup of tea when you're doing the show. Yeah, you have your I, Monster I, Energy. I have my tea. No, I have my tea in the morning, uh, first thing. A nice have, you can never have enough tea. It's like Americans with guns. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But hey, you know, what, what do you want? What do you want? Anyway, um, so the uh, great show today. Here's what we got is there was an interesting, well, not interesting. There was a shooting, you know, down in Texas. And uh, these two gentlemen got into, or excuse me, three gentlemen had gotten into an altercation. And uh, over, you know, whatever it was, we'll go into that in detail. And um, one of our, our our favorite guests, Mike Blackgrave, uh, was kind enough to come on the show and kind of talk about it because it's kind of in his neck of the woods in Texas. And uh, Mike, you there, buddy? Man, I'm so far over here, it ain't even funny. You got to go to <laughs> Slovakia to shoot guns. You got to take a I go up the road about five minutes and get busy. So <laughs> the only countries in Europe where you can concealed carry are Slovakia and Czech, and uh, you mean concealed carry legally? Uh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's correct. right. Good point. So uh, they, 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 they have good shooting training there. Whatever I need. And you know, New Jersey is probably more like the UK than Texas. That's for sure. Oh, in New yeah. Jersey, you cannot have concealed carry unless, of course, you're pretty much a police officer. Yep. Uh, it's very rare. Uh, if, although five minutes from my house is uh, Pennsylvania, and you can. So, um, and in bad fact, I think if they, if they cross uh, the bridge, you know, over the Delaware, uh, and uh, or whatever it might be, and come over to Jersey, uh, they, they would be in big trouble because there's yeah. no res- no reciprocity in carrying. I don't. I don't so, go far. I don't go north of the Mason Dixon much. Yeah, and Texas is a country onto itself. By the way, oh, it's yeah. so it's so big. Yeah. Well, it's got to take a couple of days to go from one end to the other, right? I mean, put it this way: when I go up to uh, Southern Indiana, more Southern than Indiana, it's a sixteen-hour yeah. drive, nine of which is in Texas. Well, I did not realize that. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, that is very, so. So this event, you want to you want to kind of walk us through. When uh, you posted it up, I thought, well, you would be the man to speak about it. That you're yeah. down in Texas, and you had some thoughts about it, and uh, caused a, like a bit of a shit storm. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, I, I, I thought was great. I'm pretty, I'm pretty much known for shit storms. So yeah, yeah. It, it was up in Abilene. I believe it happened the first right. part of September. Um, and basically, what it came down to is uh, a pissing match and a shitting match between uh, two families. These two Miller guys, uh, father and son. And I call him Orange Shirt Redneck, the big yeah. old crazy bastard. Uh, basically, it came down to there was a community dumpster uh, that was being used not only by those two families, but I believe one or two more. I think it was a fourplex they were living in. And oh, the, and okay. The, yeah, the statute said that you know, nothing major in the, into the uh, dumpster. 
So, of course, you know, the guy throws the mattress in there. The other guys take the mattress back out. The other guys put it back in. They take it back out. And that's where it escalated. But the yeah. problem a lot of people are missing and a lot of seeing is uh, there was a little bit more to it than just uh, that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, uh, there's uh, from what I've read, the big guy in the orange is pretty much a psycho. Slipped his yeah. head. <laughs> Even on his Facebook post, he came out and said that he wasn't taking his medications that he needed to take to make him stay mellow and safe. The day before, he threatened to kill the, uh, the mailman, and I guess police were called then. Other families have come forward who lived in that in that fourplex and said they had been threatened by him. The Millers themselves have been threatened by him. Right. And so who really knows what went down? But it all came to a head in the night of the back alley dance. That's where it all <laughs> right. came to a head. Now, I might be able to um, play the clip. Um, you want to give this a shot, Tom? I'm going to try to play the clip. I know it's mostly visual, but... Let's see if it comes through. If it doesn't, we'll pull out of it. Is that, uh, does that work for you, Tom? I can cut it out if, it's, if it doesn't work. So, yeah. Uh, uh, we we don't want to cut it. Oh, yeah. You're going to jail. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Hold on, motherfucker. I'm right fucking here. You are in point. Back off. Away from him. Come get it. Go get the gun. Back off. Go get my BB gun. I'm going to put nine in this motherfucker. Back off. I'm standing at the dumpster, bitch. If you come closer to me, I'm going to kill you. Hey, you hear him saying he's going to kill me? Yes. I'm at the dumpster. Put the gun up and go inside. You pulled a gun in front you of our children. You pulled a gun in front of my kids. Went for a fucking mattress. Fuck you. Point at me, motherfucker. Point at me. Take these wings. I'm standing my ground, motherfucker. Take these wings. No, you ain't. You're in an alley. You're not You're in, in your home, alley. sir. You came out to the alley. Hey, Support the gun. Right oh, kid, you're dead. This I promise you, you're dead. Ah, it it is an alley. You're in an alley with a fucking shotgun, you little piece of shit. I'm going to kill you. I doubt it. Bet. First of all, if you're going to show this video to the cops, you might want to stop yelling. Oh, no. I don't give a fuck. I will fucking kill you. Back you pulled a gun from my kid. You pull that gun one more time, before I'm taking it out and putting a bullet through your head. No, you Bet. Point it out. Take a swing. Point it out. Go ahead. Point it out. Take your swing. Point that motherfucker out. Go ahead. Take your swing. Point it at me. Point it at me. Back off. Point it at me again. Back off. Point it at me again. Back off. You're a dead man. I doubt it. No, I don't give a fuck what the cops yeah, say. I don't care what the cops don't say either. They're gonna tell you about it. You're a bitch, and I'm gonna kill you too. Fuck, uh, you fuck you, you little faggot. How's your wife and my kids doing, bitch? Jag off. You're dead. I doubt it. I you better quit threatening. I doubt it. I ain't threatening you shit. You walked out the you fucking just door. Did. Fuck you, faggot. Fuck you, cocksucker. If you, come, if you come within three foot of me, I'm going to kill you. Okay. You're not going to shoot my husband. Well, shoot me. You're dead. Point it. Point it. But, I mean, here it comes down to the same thing. I mean, it all could have been avoided, but a lot of people are saying, oh, it could have been avoided. It should have been avoided. He could have gone this way. He could have gone that way. And I have a big thing in my life. I don't look for what's right. I look for what's real. And what's real is what happened. Right. These two guys, these two guys went out there and they were both packing due to the fact right. that, you know, maybe because they had been threatened before and maybe because this guy is a big, crazy son of a bitch. He is who a big knows? Dude. Yeah, he was bigger than me. I'm 6'4". And they said this guy was 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, 
No shit. You know? I didn't realize that's a big dude. Imposing dude. Yeah. yeah right. So he so he goes back there, and uh, basically what happens is the guy says, oh, you pulled the guns out on my kids. Well, the guy had the gun out to begin with. He didn't pull it on anybody. He didn't point it at anybody uh, at that particular point. And the guy was saying at my kids, well, those kids weren't even his kids. Those kids were his brother's kids. The same infamous dumbass who should be charged as well because he slipped him a bat. He never gives the guy the baseball bat. Maybe the guy don't get the balls to buck up and go for it because the shooting didn't go down until he made a move with the bat. Right. Once right. he made a move, once he made a move with the bat, I mean, he took a swing and then threw it at the old man. That's when the old man popped. He popped twice, and I believe the first arm, the first shot hit him in the forearm. Second shot missed, and his gun went down. The gun went, it, it, it malfunctioned. That's oh. when Junior came came up with the twelve gauge and went to work. Wow! I uh, see that. That I didn't. See, you saw that footage elsewhere then, because the clip oh, I dude, saw. There, it, there, there's two or three videos out there. The one that she put up there took away all the cussing from her side of the story. Oh. And, uh, but there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more out there. I mean, but I mean, let's let's get to the real of it. You got to be a special kind of stupid to stand in front of two goddamn uh, West Texas hillbillies. Carrying no guns and saying, right. point it at me, shoot me, point it at me, shoot. I mean, uh, and, and if you notice, there was only one person in that video clip who was frantic, and it wasn't those Millers. It was that wow. big crazy son of a bitch. Whether he slipped his juice or he was on meth or whatever, I mean, that's a little right. bit of an issue there, too, a little bit of methamphetamine from what I understand. So all this comes about, and you know, my whole gist to the post was, I said, if you notice, I put on there, it blows training industry training standards all yeah. hell. <laughs> that was so great. Because I love it's, that. Because it's true. Uh, I've been in this industry, and this industry is placated with a bunch of bullshit for one simple reason. You got to, I mean, I'm not dogging anybody. You want to make it money. You want to make get your hustle on. Get your hustle on. But a lot of these people sit out there and they preach this shit. That has little or no place in the civilian market. Yeah, I understand you were a former whatever in a former world and you can run guns like a top cat and you're the fittest dude. You're ripped. You're this. You're that. You're this. Be honest. You're trying to get your hustle on because the majority of stuff being taught to civilians today on all these military courses don't really transfer over that well. And while it's not bad taking certain courses like this, you have to have the mentality to be able to take the work and transfer it over for yourself. But a lot of these guys are out here charging exuberant amounts of money. Is that even a word, exuberant? It's a good try, though. Hey, man, hey, it, it's early. <laughs> and so, you know, that, that's my whole bitch about this. And they're talking about, you know, you want to be the highly effective gunfighter. You want to be this. Let's throw an acronym on it. Let, let's, let's scientific this shit out to the point where it doesn't work. And my whole gist was, here's two old rednecks carrying a, carrying a goddamn shockwave and a piece of shit pistol who went to work and got the job done. Right, wrong, or indifferent, take your emotions out of it. And that just blows the training standards, what you think is effective in a gunfight all the hell back. It just does. The big fat kid in the back, the chubby boy I called him, he operated that pump gun and moved pretty damn good from everything I've ever seen. Yeah, he, got, he did. Yeah, he moved on an angle, he got a clear shot, he had that gauge up and in action, two, two shot, boom, boom. And he moved. And, you know, the daddy, I, I don't know if he moved because he was uh, hit, or but he moved off of that line and got that shot in the whole nine yards. Now, I'm not taking anybody's sides. It was a stupid way to act. My whole thing is if you're going to start looking for the uh, right in the world, 
you go to bypass the real. And the real was there's crazy son of a bitches out there in an orange shirt that will try you. And there's crazier son of a bitches out there with zero skill in training, mm. but who will do it in a heartbeat. And right. And if you're not ready for that, everybody thinks on these gun courses they're going to get this ultimate Superman, super duel, super match, and it's almost like a game where it's a do-over. There ain't no do-overs, brother. Those two hard asses came at that guy, and they gunned his ass down. Now, whether they get found guilty for murder is another thing. This is Texas. I got a feeling if you you ask me, I guarantee you, I bet you he gets plead down to a manslaughter too, something like that. I agree. You, you think know. it'll even go that far? And it, you, it, it, it may, it may not. It all here's the here's the problem with it. It's a political season over here. November's a big elections, right. and I know up there just like you, they got the big DA elections, and every every time all these damn DA offices everywhere always lean left, and so now <laughs> you got to have a DA that's going to sit there and have to want to make bones because somebody's going to get bitchy and pissy about it. And right. will these two be made an example of, or will they follow the letter of the law? They all, and then the worst thing about this country is they always say a jury of your peers. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. If I'm right. put on trial, a jury of my peers would be guys like you. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> a Billy, great point. Not, it not, is not a jury of your peers. Right? Yeah. Not Billy, not Billy Marmalade across the street who's trying to cut her coupons and shit. I think <laughs> she, what the hell does she know about anything, you know? <laughs> that's You're true. Great. Yeah. No, it's true. So if you went through a, 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 and. If you went back, right, and I, I know there's a lot of witness, and it was, I thought it was like an interesting study and a lot of shit that could have gone different ways. Like if you were the, the big guy in the orange shirt and you were just a regular guy, not the guy fucked up on drugs and had disconnect and weren't on your medication, mm-hmm. and, and you were to be confronted by two guys with guns, obviously the thing would be to have an orderly retreat and come back yeah. with a you know, backup or, you know, get not to challenge those guys. So he was obviously disconnected. That's a big miss on his part. And I don't think there was anything he, he could have done in any way uh, to survive that out. outside of leaving. Had he had been the, uh, the person who was in the right, which I believe he was in the wrong actually. But um, I mean, there, I mean, it just takes a special kind of stupid. To say. Now here again, you know, his, his uh, wasn't even his wife. It was his uh, fiance. And I'll tell you what, I got a feeling they, they, they shared a meth spoon here or there together. You can look right. at some pictures. So she's ah. taking it on and she's taking very pictures. very handsome. No, you're right. <laughs> Doing all this bullshit. And, and so she's egging that on with this camera and saying, you're not going to shoot my husband. That should be tattooed on that motherfucker's tombstone. Right. Yeah, you know, because she just egged it on. Where basically, me, me, myself, and I, if I'm confronted with two guys with a gun, I'm backing out of the situation. However, I have to, especially right. if I was stupid enough to come out there with no gun. Right. Absolutely. You know, and even then, now, now you're talking into a relative situation. Of what kind of skill do you have? You got right. two guys. You got one with a scatter gun. <laughs> You got kids in the vicinity. You got, you know, you got a family member in the vicinity. It's broad daylight. What are you going to do? I mean, you can live live the fight another day and back out of the situation, or you can get stupid and get owned. Because I don't give a fuck if you're a Navy SEAL. I don't give a fuck who you are. In that situation, you are going to be hard-pressed to win that situation. Whether you had a gun or not, you were going to get hit. I mean, even if, like I was looking at, even if he was close enough and within reach of the old man. Uh, the sun was like, what, 10, 12 feet to the, to the, to the right of him. You know? yeah. There was no chance. I don't know if that was by design the sun sat back or if he was that smart well, on that. I, I, I just think, you know, these old guys have probably uh, never ran guns for a living, probably oil workers or some sort of shit or something, but they shoot guns. 
And they understand, and they understand guns because he he ran that pump flawlessly. And you know, probably the type of guys who go to the range and just blow shit up or tin cans out at their uncle Jimmy's farm. Right. But that that makes them nonetheless dangerous when you uh, are confronted with that situation. Here's another thing that people don't realize: that guy was backing his daddy, and that says a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, if my dad would have gone out there, I'd have gone with him. And guess what? I'd have been carrying a gun too. Right. Yeah. That, that's. Right. I mean, people don't understand. People are clickish. People are clannish. Everybody in this, especially in the United States, on the left. I, I keep on calling them the lefties. They all believe that everybody is this evolved being that we should all be evolved. All should have unicorn dust sprouting in our ass. All this stuff. <laughs> they don't realize. Folks is folks, man. People are always going to clan up. People are always going to click up. That's just the way it is. You see it in the prison systems. You see it on the streets. You saw it in that video. You see it in our daily lives. Family is family, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Here again, you take the emotions out of it. Most people view this situation with emotions. Oh, that dirty, rotten son of a bitch. They gunned him down. Okay, yeah. sure, yeah, they gunned him down. But guess what? What was what was the alternative? Let's not, let's not look at right. Let's look at real. What was the alternative? Let that guy charge with a bat and smash my dad's face in the pulp? Nah. Not at nah. all. That kid wasn't that kid wasn't gonna have it, and I'd suffice to say they're probably sitting in in, in the joint right now, thinking, "Well, son of a bitch." And that's another that's another issue. Let's talk about. They uh-huh. were bailed out for twenty five grand a pop, right? Twenty five thousand dollars a pop. They're so more than likely they had to come up with ten percent of that bond. That's twenty five hundred. Yeah. That's five thousand dollars. I don't yeah. think that family. I think getting that kind of money together probably wasn't the easiest for them. I Just bet be- you're right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, the DA all of a sudden surreptitiously says, I feel unsafe with them out. So he goes over these magistrates' heads who got the bail set and goes up to another judge to get the bail up to $250,000. Now, who's feeding an agenda? And guess what? Right. That 2500 that they paid each guy, that doesn't go towards that other bail. Oh, no, you know I didn't know that. It, it doesn't go towards the other bail. So now what do you, Now they're out 5000 grand. That, that five grand's over. That's gone. Wow. That, that, you think that you think that bail enforcement guy's giving that money back? No. No way. Was he right on that? Now they're back in on a two hundred fifty thousand. So now all of a sudden you're starting to play a little bit of dubious politics. Or I think that's a bullshit law. Just like if I'm found innocent in a court of law, all of a sudden some son of a bitch can come back and sue me civilly. That's uh, bullshit. So there's nobody wrong or there's nobody right. This it just is what it is in this situation, and the courts are going to have to work it out. But I just got a feeling. Like you said, they either walk or man to. Uh, you're probably right. Now, now I, I did not see the other clips. Tom, did you see the other clips? No, I haven't. No, no. Okay. And the I, other clips I, are- actually, I actually saw it on Instagram on Tito Ortiz's feed. <laughs> he had the whole thing. <laughs> no kidding. That is so yeah. funny. And actually, so, where, the, where the cussing was in there, where uh, right. the big guy in the orange shirt looks at the, the fat chubby boy with the shotgun, and he said, can't remember what he said. He goes, you're fucking dead. Fuck you, you big pussy. And the guy acting like he was whacking off. He goes, fuck off, cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, oh, that's awesome. It's right here, man. I mean, it's palpitating. It's getting going here. You know, neither one's backing down. The old man was, the old man was resolute. He was. Yeah. Right. Tom, would you, like, I saw that old man. He stood there. He did not take a step back. I saw him raise the gun a couple times, like getting ready, you know. He, no. he was fearless, that old man. 
Yeah, I mean, well, you know, here again, my daddy always says his best. When you get to a certain age, what are you, you going to do, put me in prison for the rest of my life? Most of your life's gone. What wow. the hell? You know, he's 67 years old. I mean, that guy was one Big Mac from a stroke. You know? Right. <laughs> they were big dudes. And yeah, I, were, I did... I did love your your you know that getting rid of the all these uh, you know the, you have to be in top shape to kill someone and, be, and do all this. that that was very very true and it's it's delusional you have to well, do this you have to do that whether it's with it. a gun whether it's with a knife whether it's with your hands whether it's with a stick I mean we probably all known guys who've never trained a thing a day in their life who are mean pub bastards or whatever who will just kick the shit out of you. Never done a thing in their life. They'll just they'll just scrap, and they ain't gonna stop. I know people just like that. I know people. If you beat them, they're gonna come like they're gonna come back with a gun. They're gonna come back with a bat. They're gonna come back with a Buick. You know, <laughs> that's 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 what I'm saying. There's people out there. And that was the whole gist of my post. Fuck being fuck your burpees. Fuck your burpees. There's guys out there that will just fucking kill you. And everybody says, well, I wouldn't want him on my fire team. But well, fuck, what are you talking about, fire team? Right. You know, th th these guys' idea of a fire team is a backyard barbecue, man. That's what are you talking funny. about? Ah. It's true. It's true. That's so true. everybody got emotional, you know. I don't know if those guys, the Millers, could have done anything different. I mean, they held their ground. They did confront the guy at the dumpster, so there's a question. Like, should they have even confronted him, even if they're right? And I'm not judging what no. they do. I'm just, I'm just looking well, at it, the totality it, of the gonna, situation. It's going to be all up to interpretation on this thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. Why did you come out to the dumpsters with guns? I was afraid for my life, sir. That's what I would lead with. This right. guy has threatened my family before, sir. And if they got evidence that this guy's threatened them before, and they're going out there to, to a resolute action to get this situated, hmm. now what? You're going to go out there with nothing? Obviously, homeboy had a baseball bat handy because his brother handed it to him. So now I go out there against this big six foot seven lunatic, and I'm 67 with my with my chubby son with nothing in his hand. I don't know if either one of those guys could throw hands or not. I seriously doubt it. But you know what? How how do you? It's going to be one of those situations when it goes to court. Who do you believe? Whose witnesses are more credible? Here's another thing we have to take into account: Do the Millers have a chance at a, their own attorney, or, or are they desolate and not a whole lot of cash and have to work with a guy on the other team? Because let's be honest, a public defender, he ain't working for you. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's not working for you. He's working for them. He'll plea that shit down so quick to get a conviction, to get it off their books. Because, you know, just like here in San Antonio, these guys got a caseload that goddamn thick full of things they got to do. So is he really going to sit there and try that case for you to get you off? No, more than likely he's going to sit there and plea you out. And you're going you're gonna to go sit down in, uh, you know, Huntsville for three, four years. Mm. However, that's going to work. So, but if they have, but who knows? You know, that old son of a bitch could be crafty and have about fifty-two G's out in mason jars. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't know. So yeah, it's all going to come down to that. Yeah, and were yeah, there yeah. any witnesses besides the old lady? She's about as credible as shit. Right. She was you incredible. Oh. I and mean, back. she she did herself no favors with that video because no, it, could be, it could be used both ways. And, and, and it escalated things. I mean, I, I've always felt if you, I, I, I wouldn't want, want to be filmed. It's not, a, you know, no. no one likes that, right? And it, because what, what light did it paint him in? Point it to me. I'm going to kill. I mean, pointing one time, if you listen in there, go get my gun. I'm going to bust a nine in this son of a bitch. Yeah, he yeah. did say that. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'll, who's to say the brother isn't going off to get the gun? How yeah. do you, it, it's a, it's a, it's a dicey situation. All which could have been avoided, but it wasn't avoided. 
So fuck what was right or could have been right. It was real. It happened. And now you have to reap it one way or the other. The other thing you have to remember is, or these are the type of people, man. He's in the dope world. These are all clanny type of people. Who's to say the Millers don't beat it now? They got somebody on their ass going to gun them down. One statistic mm. I learned at the weekend was that 29 times out of 30, when a gun is drawn, people will leave the fight. Um, yeah. And that hasn't happened here. Um, yeah. I, I think what's interesting here, and I, I guess it'd be a, a way to summarize, is what do you feel, Mike, as a kind of a, a relative expert on this sort of situation? What should have happened differently? Is there anything what should have, that's what should have happened here? differently? The first time I knew they throw my mattress in my backyard, I take care of my mattress, my own thing, because he he knew the statute on that dumpster, nothing big was to be in it. Right. He knew that. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in it, because that's part of your lease agreement. Nothing big was supposed to be in it. So me personally, uh, I, I would have just, I'd have cut it off at the pass. I, I wouldn't put my mattress in there knowing how does this get taken someplace else. Yeah. So that, that number one, number two, why go out there after you saw it come out of the dumpster a second time when you know these guys are going to confront you? When you have kids out there, when you're in your backyard, when the kids are with you, your old lady's with you, mm-hmm. why take that chance? I mean, is it, she said, but, oh, he was a, Aaron was a big guy. He never backed down from anybody. He was a big, tough guy. He was our big, he was our big teddy bear, blah, 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 blah. So did he feel uh, in some way obligated to go out there and puff his chest out? Because that's what he was doing. He was puffing his chest out. He was making his play. He was making a stand, letting everybody know I'm the cock of the walk. So I'm not that type. I'm not that type of person to go out there and cock and walk shit. I'm quite the opposite type of person. If I know you're coming out there with guns, okay, come out there with guns. I'll, I'll just call the police right here. Let them deal with it. That's what they're paid for. Now you step on my property with that shit. Now we got a problem. See, yeah. there's there's ways to handle things, but he just he went about it all wrong. And then on the other perspective, the Millers too, they had to have known that this guy had threatened them before. And they're going out there, and they're not going unarmed for one simple reason. They're probably somewhat afraid of that big bastard. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know? I mean, he's a big boy, and the cops were out there threatening to kill the mailman, for God's sake. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So how, how how do you go out and talk to somebody that has threatened your life before? has threatened other people in this, I guess, threeplex or fourplex that that that's come to light as well. And uh, now you have to go out and have a talk with him because you want to get this situation rectified. But just just being devil's advocate, and I'm leaning towards you know the Millers myself, right? But um, you, we've talked at, at times on the show in the past about the difference between, say, some states' laws where you've got the stand your ground laws, and other states where it's the duty to retreat laws. And if, if I think you've got that twenty-one foot rule. And you've got um, the the dad Miller um, is well within that, you know. But he has his, yeah. he's got his gun drawn. But um, yeah. in terms of yeah, he, he's a quite immediate threat. He's you know within six foot, I would say, of, of the the guy in your orange shirt. Um, you know, should a, a few times he was right up in his face. And should he have just got you know? Should they have just backed away and left it? I, I think that would have been the. I hate to say it, the right thing to do, but back up in a tactical manner where I'm not having to see this guy charge at me from the back of my head. Back up, go back on their properties, keep their guns out, back up on their property, yeah. and call it a day right there, and then stay on their property, call the police, and let them handle it. Yeah. The problem, the problem is, 
how much of that do they know? You know, here again, that's one of the reasons training is important. So you learn those type of things. I call it the escalation and the force continuum, when to go, when not to go. No matter what, though, that guy had a backup. He had a, he had a son. He was yeah. smart enough to have that, yeah. 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 Because that, that, that big dude, uh, I mean, you know, if it wasn't for the 12-gauge, he gets hit in the arm and that's it. That's where he was shot first, was Yeah, he was, he, he was shot in the forearm. And then he took, I think uh, – I think the, I think the old man fired a total of two or three, and I think he was hit in the forearm, and then the gauge opened his chest up. Oh wow! Yeah, and at that, I, I'm quite sure, being the redneck that that kid was, they, it was all buck. <laughs> I bet you're right. You know that, that, that that's the round of the redneck right there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And and to summarize, I mean, what what should our listeners learn from this? Don't put your dumpster. Out for fucking public consumption, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good there you no, have man. It, basically, basically, man, just just be cool. It, it, it ain't worth dying over for a fucking mattress. Don't do meth. Don't get on fuck. Don't have PTSD bullshit issues and get off your meds. Uh, don't fuck with the Millers, right? You know, or, or people like the Millers. Uh, have a little bit of decorum and know when a situation is not in your favor. Don't put your family in that situation. The kids being out back, hey, you pull, you know, and, that, and the wife right there. And for God's sake, tell your old lady to get the fucking side with the camera because it ain't helping nobody. Right. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot. I, I look at things very realistic. There's a lot of little things. And on the Millers, you know, number one, don't go out there. Just don't go out there, man. You know what's about to go down. If the guy threatened your house, you know what's about to go down. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Whether you get, get him or they get you. You're still now you're sitting in the joint and now your assholes puckering because as big, as bad as you thought you were on the street with those gauges uh, in there, you're not. Yeah. So it, 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 there's a whole lot of lessons to be learned here. Best thing my daddy taught me, keep your nose clean and keep away from bad shit. And nine times out of 10, bad shit won't find you. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, these two, these two, these were two fucking waves, man. They crashed together and made a perfect freaking storm. That's <laughs> right. exactly. no, no doubt. So people gave you heat for this. What were, what were they so pissed off about? Because they, they thought I was taking a side. And I'm not taking a side. I'm, nah. just, I'm just You're, quoting the truth, man. I mean, a conscientious see, a observer. These, dude, a lot of these guys have never had any street experience. And I, I, that's one of my pet peeves. You know, we've talked about it before for many, yeah. many years of my life. I ran really, really hard. And I ran really, really dirty. And I did a lot of bad things to a lot of people. 15, 20 years of my life. And I finally got straight and I finally got out of that life after a lot of my people that I was with got killed and I had to bury them. So I cleaned right. up my life. But I understand the streets and I understand the mentality. And I understand how it goes down out there. So when I hear these so these guys saying, well, you know, he wasn't in shape or he was, he'd be on my squad. And I'm thinking to myself, you have zero fucking clue what you're talking about, man. <laughs> zero yeah. clue. And, and it's, the same, it's the same in the training industry. Yeah, I train with SEALs. I train with guys in the military so I can learn skill sets, take them and put them into my world. A lot of guys, they find they take umbrage with the fact that, you know, I use revolvers and I use this and I use that. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm a, I have a very street mentality when it comes to violence, you know. I yeah. can take a simple a traditional art like Wing Chun and make it the nastiest shit you've ever seen. Not because I'm a traditionalist, but because I know punching people in the neck works, Yeah, you know. So I have a very, very realistic uh, attitude when it comes to violence, no matter if it's a tool, no matter if it's a gun, because I know what I've done, and I know what I'm, I've done in the past, and I know what I can do now, and I know what I would do in the future. 
So when I hear a lot of guys who have zero fucking skin in the game, they've never done nothing, sitting there talking about all this shit about how it's supposed to go down on the street, I just cringe, man, because I'm thinking to myself, you must have been walking on, you know, poof the alley, man, because that shit don't happen on the street I've been on. Not at all. <laughs> All right. you know, that's my uh, pet peeve. And I think one of, Tom, let me finish up for a second. But one of the things I saw is that I've told people at some time because people will come to me and go, I just want to do boxing. I just want to do fitness. And I try to encourage them to do some kind of self-defense and some other stuff just to be aware of whatever and situation awareness stuff. But anyway, I, sometimes violence just visits you. Yeah. And, and whether you like it or not. And yeah, uh, what are you going to do about it, right? Uh, at least so you can go home to your family. And nowadays, I mean, look what's going on, especially in America. Look at all the shit going on. You got lefties pushing up on people in the restaurants. You got all this shit. You got politicians calling for people to push up on other people. You got all this shit going on. You got the border crisis. You got it. And it's crazy in this country. But yet I'm supposed to sit there and, you know, put my hands across here and just let it all happen to me. Bullshit. I understand people's frustrations. I understand that shit. You know, I have a, I have a rule, one rule I've lived by my whole life. Don't put your fucking hands on me yeah. <laughs> and we're good, man. Don't put your hands on. I don't give a shit who you are. Do not put your hands on me yeah. unless you're really hot and buxom. Then go for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be you, Tom. <laughs> hey! I've, I've always liked the Brits over there. <laughs> <laughs> for, for our, um, sort of international listeners um, who, who, you know, I, I guess will we'll live in places where gun control is much more extreme than a place like Texas. Um, they, they, they often don't understand, I guess, the, America's history. You know, they just think it's an irrational love of guns. Can you sort of explain the importance of, politically, I guess, of, of um, the Second Amendment, etc.? Well, the Second Amendment was put in place for good people to be able to have guns, own guns against a tyrannical government. That's, that's right. Amen. That's what it is. And, you know, uh, they say a lot of people will say, oh, it's for a militia. Well, I'm a, you know, I'm a one man gang myself. I'm my own <laughs> militia. Everybody I know out there is. I'm not going, hey, it's sitting right here. You're looking at it. That, some bitch ain't killed nobody today. It ain't killed nobody yesterday. It ain't going to kill nobody tomorrow unless you fuck with me. So that's the whole thing. And by fuck with me, I mean trying to hurt me or take my life or hurt my daughter, not just calling me a bad name. You know, people in this world need to understand that there's thick skin. You have to have it. Uh, it's my right to carry this firearm in Texas. Uh, I'm not out. To, I don't start no shit with nobody. I don't look for shit with nobody. But you know what? If it ever goes down and I need it, I got it. And I train a lot with it. I've got hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours behind a gun. I, it's what I do. I suck at tennis and golf sucks. So I run guns and martial arts and blades. So people around the world who don't have the right to carry a gun, I feel bad for you. I, like people in your country, man, I feel bad for you because I see the shit going on. I see the same type of bullshit in your government and everything trying to turn lefty, everybody trying to get all this bullshit. Hell, you can't even punch a guy in the mouth over there without going to a prison with Tommy for two years. You know, yeah, it's and that's just the bottom line. It, it, it's sad, and it's all over the world. I mean, what do you want? What do you? What, what do people want? Everybody just to be a pussy? You yeah. Know? Look, look what happened. And look at the grooming gang situation you guys got. Because a guy talks out about it, now he's down. He's going down. Really? Yeah. The fuck yeah. is that? all over the world. And I, I guess uh, I was uh, one thing that came up over the weekend was that had the Japanese had looked at invading the U.S. and kind of ruled it out 
based on the fact that effectively everyone is a you know a, a militia everyone has weapons and therefore it'd be almost impossible to a rifle behind every blade of grass was the quote <laughs> is that what it was that's a great quote i didn't know that Yamamoto, the uh, admiral said we could not evade because there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass given the pressures that there are for, for gun control driven by the sort of active shooter scenarios the, the school shootings in particular mm-hmm. do you think there's room for gun control and what if so what what controls would you advocate that still don't sort of restrict your freedom, but maybe would prov- make less shootings in, in the lights of schools, etc.? None. None. You know why? Because they're all out there already. It's illegal to shoot up a school. There's laws against that. Uh, I don't know when they talk about these background checks. Every time I go to get a gun, I, have, I get background checked. If, the only, if there's only one caveat in this whole thing is that nobody ever wants to address the big elephant in the room, Big Pharma. Have you ever noticed Have you ever noticed all these people who are shooting sons of bitches up have one thing in common? Jim tell you what it is, too. Right. They were on Big Pharma dope. Xanax right. is all these different type of things. Their heads were like soup, man. They've been taking this shit for so long. Yeah. That's the thing you need to tighten up. So a lot of these people come out with this rhetoric about, oh, we need tighter you know, loopholes and guns and gun shows and stuff. I've been to gun shows and bought guns. Guess what? There's a couple times I had to wait two weeks to pick up my gun. Computer went down or whatever the fuck it was. Every time I've ever bought a gun, I've had to go through a background check. So I don't know what everything is in place already. What else can you do? All it comes down to is this. A lot of the people who who don't like guns and who don't want guns, they're 100% A-OK with every other kind of violence, I actually saw a, a lady talking on, I think it was on uh, one of the local channels about, well, guns aren't the answer. Why don't you arm yourself with, I don't know, a hammer when they come through the door? Okay, so by smashing the head with a hammer, you know, so she's okay with smashing people's heads in with hammers, but she's not okay with using a handgun in self-defense. Now, what kind of, uh, you know, that's a little bit of hypocrisy there. Another yeah. interesting statistic is that all, there was 160 shooting um, active shooter events between the year 2000 and 2013. I've got this from um, Nick Hughes's book, How to Be Your Own Bodyguard. But all, almost every incident happened in a gun-free zone. I, and I've got the gun. I've got the school situation. How to how to do that? I, I've already figured that out, but nobody will listen to me. Concentric rings of security. The Israelis do it, and it works. You have to have a network outside the school, and you have to bring in the families. You have to do all these things to get intel from these people, that these people start to trust you, so they'll say certain things. You have to have guards at each entrance of the school and have it fenced in. Yes, it's going to look like a prison. Then you have to have a, sec- a third ring of security inside that when you have, like uh, I guess, sally port doors, roving patrols. Four and five guys can hold down a school. You have to have these things. If you don't have these things, anything can get through. Now, a lot of people say, well, oh, that's being paranoid. Well, what the hell else do you want? you got kids out there being uh, groomed and promoted to go shoot up schools. How else are you going to secure a school? And how do you pay for it? That's the big issue. Well, if you can fund a, if you can fund all this shit in prison, why can't you fund that? You know, I know a lot of veterans, myself included, you wouldn't even have to pay me. I would do it for free. You'd be surprised how many times I go by my daughter's school, which is right up the road every day, just to make sure nothing hokey's going on. Because that's, that, I mean, yes, that's reality, man. The hell with what's right. Yes, the school is supposed to be a wonderful experience for kids and all these different things. I get it. 
But when you have a situation in a world we live in that's a big shit sandwich, you know, it's up to us to de determine how big a bite we're going to take. Mm, and concentric it. rings of security will stop a whole bunch of that shit in the, and not only in the school, but in businesses as well. People just got to pony up and pay. Because, no, you know, most people ain't going to do it for free. And that's it. Israel does it. Look how safe Israeli schools are. When's the last time you heard of a school shooting in Israel? I haven't. You haven't. All right. Tom, did you, uh, yeah, and I, I wanted to get onto gun training. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So uh, obviously, there's there's going to be a lot of listeners who either do do shooting training or have an interest in shooting training. It, standards internationally around what you know what you need to do, etc., can be quite mm -hmm. varied. What what are kind of mm -hmm. the best courses and accreditation that guys can do to sort of get get their basics down? I always say in America, especially because that's what I know, the best, some of the best basics you'll have are good NRA, vet a good NRA instructor and go through the NRA process for one simple reason. You're going to learn about your weapon. You're going to learn about carry methods. You're going to learn about gear methods. You're going to learn about drawing the weapon. You're going to learn about pop, proper presentation of the weapon. You're going to learn about uh, you know, the fail safes of the weapon, you know, the safety protocols of the weapon. You're going to learn how to shoot nice groups with the we weapon. All these different things, you know, caveat emptor. Uh, you have to find a good NRA instructor. And once you start going through their in inside the home, outside the home type of scenario and situation shootings that they do, you are much better prepared to handle that firearm. Now, that's just a baby step. A lot of people don't even get to those steps. They go buy a personal carry permit. And they don't train. That would be one caveat that I would like to see changed a little bit that I would think a lot of people who get a CHL, you'd have to have a mandatory amount of hours before you were allowed to pick your license up and carry. I think that would be a good thing. For, for no other reason, you're more competent. But once you start understanding that portion of the gun game, it's uh, you have to have a practical mindset. What is your job? What do you do? I'm a 55-year-old single father. When I carry my guns, it's usually when I'm going to the store with my kid or when I'm out and about, things like that. So I really harp heavily on pistol because a pistol is what I carry on me. It's the very first weapon I'll go to, and a pistol is designed to fight to your rifle. Mm. So I, I harp on pistol, and I harp on a lot of close quarters because, let's be honest, uh, I'm 55. I don't I don't have 75-yard eyes anymore. Mm. And every <laughs> it's, just, it's just the truth. So I carry a Glock uh, 19, and I carry two extra magazines, and then I carry the snub nose 38 as a backup and, of course, blades and stuff on me. And a lot of people say, oh, paranoid. No, nah, actually, it's quite comfortable. I don't even know it's there. But yeah. my whole thing is close quarters, and that's why I teach my gut bucket work. I'm talking from 12 feet in, 12 feet right up to the nuts. Because vast majority of time, that's where a gunfight is going to take place for the average civilian. And in my courses, I teach simple, simple things. How to move, you know, how to shoot single-handed as well as double-handed. I'm not interested in pristine quarter-sized groups. If I step off to a left 45 to get away from you and shoot you in the belly and put the second one in your chest and the third one in your neck, hey, that's all good because I'm more about practical and about results as opposed to you know groupings and things like that. So those types of courses are great. And it's always good to go back and refresh basics. As a matter of fact, this weekend I have a good friend of mine uh, from Malk. He's a former Navy SEAL CQB instructor. We're doing a rifle and a pistol course that's going to be basic transitions from the rifle to the pistol, from the pistol to the rifle. Here again, a basic course that I've done, but it never hurts to rehash the basics and really pound them in. 
So people have to look at the gun game as practical. What are you trying to do? If you want to go dove hunting, there's dove hunting classes. That's great. But if you're if you're looking for self-protection, you have to you have to up your game and you got to put yourself in uncomfortable surroundings and you got to scare yourself a little bit because a lot of these courses go a little bit higher speed. And once they go yeah. a little bit higher speed, now you got to click on here, man, because if not, there is no do-overs. If you sweep somebody and bust them. Yeah. So now you got to really click on it. So now you're forcing your body, you know, now you got adrenaline stress. I do all kinds of crazy shit. You know, I shake my people up. I do a lot of dry fire work. I do a lot of stuff where I get them so tired during the course before we even shoot a live round. Yeah. So now when they get up to the range to shoot that live round, they're tired, man. They're beaten down. They're wore down. So what do they have to do? They got to click in mentally. And that's one of the, that's one of the advantages of good training. You have to be able to get them to click. So and there I, it is. I, I, my, my next question was going to be on you know what makes for effective gun training, but I think you've really kind of covered it. Um, for yeah. the listeners, could you sort of explain what will happen in one of these high adrenaline um, situations, like the, the effect it has on your motor skills, etc.? Well, you know, we use timers and stuff like that, uh, and we'll have them like just just for instance, the, the guy I'm training with this weekend. One of the things he does, he'll have you up there. And you have 12 seconds, 12 seconds to get the, to be able to move off to your left to put three shots into the eight ring of the target. 12 seconds. Boom, boom. Okay, everybody does it. Because 12 seconds is a long time. So you're out of consciousness. It's easy. You don't really have to think about it. Next volley, we have eight seconds to do the exact same drill. Oh, shit, eight seconds. Now, all of a sudden, everything's getting a little closer together. Now, you got to move a little quicker. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, eight seconds. Now we have six seconds to do the exact same thing you just did. Now you have four seconds. Now you end up, you got three seconds to get it done. And you'd be surprised what kind of that train, how that training gets you the pressures up. Like, oh shit, now I really got to move. Now I really got to do these things. Yeah. And I got to do this correctly. So that's one aspect of it. Another thing is I dry fire the piss out of them. And I'll, I'll string the guns where I put I'll, the guns are everybody's double checked, everybody's safe. There's no magazines on the on the on the range. There's no live ammo. Everybody's gun is strung. We put a piece of string with tied up to the barrel, sent down through the port, so everybody sees that it's safe. And now we start moving on each other, and we dry fire work and clinch work. Sometimes I use chi saw. I'll get guys in chi saw doing the seat chi saw rolls. Equal pressure. You got a blue gun on you. You got a blue gun on you. Go for it when you want to go for it. I got to stop you from getting your gun. You got to stop me from getting my gun. You'd be surprised how many people get killed, not by the gun, but by the fist, because they look down and they grab it with both hands while I come through punching them in the head. We do, dr we do drills like that. Throw the guy on the ground. Throw the guy on the ground. And one guy has a gun. The other guy's got to stop him from getting it. Put two people back to back in grass and put a, uh, put a uh, simunition gun. Yeah. You know, have, have, have the gloves and have everything safety, of course, and put a semi-ignition gun or an airsoft gun down in between them, two feet away from the gun, and blow the whistle. Go for it. Mm. Now you're working a situation where a loose gun is out. Now what do you do? These are the type of situations that people don't train that they should train because they believe when I go to the range and the guy says, move left, pow, perfect. Ah, I did it great. It don't go down like that. Nice. It just don't. Do you see much oh, wow. value in like a sort of normal range scenario? So, I, I, for example, when I was in Cebu in the Philippines recently, I, I put about two hundred rounds down range from a Glock, and it's kind of, to be honest, it bores me now. 
It doesn't being at a standard range where I just you know shoot yeah, the gun. I mean, that, that's that's one of the things about gun training is it, it, it's a hell of a drug. Once you start getting competent and you start moving and you start seeing possibilities, it's like any other martial form. You want higher, you want better, you want more, you want to perfect. And so just going down range to throw you know throw lead down range can almost seem a waste of time and a waste of resources. Uh, do I find it have? Yeah, I like to go have fun too. Sometimes me and my buddies I get together and. Ah, let's go burn some shit down, man. You know, just have fun. But vast majority of times is uh, we go out there with a purpose. Yeah, I go out there with a the purpose. Sometimes I go out to the range just myself and just take my revolver uh, and work on on reloading it with the uh, with the uh, you know the strips. See how quick I can do it. See how quick I can get it out of the leg rig. See how quick I can get it from back here. See what kind of groupings I can get from twenty feet and in, single handed, double handed, just with that little gun. Sometimes I'll take the twelve gauge out. It just all depends on what I feel I need pressure at. Right. But a key thing to gun training that most people forget is I don't need a bullet and I don't even need a real gun to do it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Simulation gun. Uh, those laser guns. What do they call those? Where it shoots a little laser, you know, and you can shoot those things. Yeah, the laser tag, yeah. Yeah, or you can do dry fire work. I do a shit ton, ton of dry fire work. Yeah, I've, I've got an airsoft Glock, which I'm, I'm, I'm yes. bought, I bought recently just for, you know, Practicing the draw, getting your groupings yep. right, um, simulating Moving. jams, etc. All types of things, man. And and there, it's just like it's the highest form of martial expression, I believe that there is. For one simple reason, there is no do-overs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very so true, you, right. you got you got to be more clicked on in this game than any other game. I agree. I agree. And and I think um, a- Andrew Jansen and um, Mick Coops, another guy, you know, that they talk about this in terms of where martial arts can learn a lot from the shooting game you know that you can't you can't bullshit something in terms of where your rounds land you know you either hit the target or you didn't you you can't bullshit you can't bullshit a a lead object coming into 13 fps yeah whereas martial arts has all sorts of bullshit the gun game can learn a lot from martial arts in terms of dedication in terms of movement in terms of these type of things, in, type, in terms of like, I use Wing Chun because I love Wing Chun. I do stuff out of Wing Chun and I use with my pistol and my rifle work where people look at me and they go, what is that? And I tell them, that's Wing Chun with a gun in my hand. They're like, what? Yeah, it I, works. It works because it's, it's basic martial movement. That's all it is. So I think, I think both of them should be this. I believe, me personally, if it was a perfect world, everybody would be highly skilled with guns, knives, fists on the ground, standing and fit as could be, but it's not a perfect world. <laughs> it is not. No, so we have to do it as, our, as ourselves because at the end of the day, fuck the cops, fuck the military. When it's your ass on the line, whose turn is it? It's up to you, you know? That turn, Jim, uh, when you need him most, the cop is 13 and a half minutes away. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> God damn. Well, a couple years ago when we had a, a fight um, – a boxing event at, at our old gym before the new location. Uh, a couple of these guys went at it. Uh, you're arguing, right? Uh, in, in you know, in the in the gym, and I I got him out of there. One guy's one guy's liquored up out of his mind. Big dude, well over three hundred pounds, and and uh, I get these two guys outside. I separate them. They're all talking smack a little bit. One guy, I'm gonna you know put a cap in your ass. I'm like, oh crikey. Uh, then I'm like, okay, cops got to get called. We call the cops. I separate them myself. I get them, the one guy out. I put the other guy in another spot. All, not, 
after I get all that work done, the cops show up. (laughs) 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 Literally did it by myself. I even said to him, what the fuck were you guys doing? Because when I called, by the way, I said, one guy's throwing at a guy with a gun. I I, I don't know what they were doing. It seemed to take an inordinate amount of time to get there in in our town. But uh, anyway. Who knows what happens, man? It, it, that's just the way of our world, you know. That's why I say we are our last line of defense. Actually, we're our first line of defense. Yeah, first responder. Jim, do you uh, encourage your students to, to train guns or not? Do I? Yeah. 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 That's see, it. The, the, way, the way I see it is like you've got... If, if you go back like hundreds of years, you would have had all the young men and probably the old men as well would have gathered together on like a Sunday or something like that and um, done some sort of fight training in what, with whatever weapons were available. And this would have protected you from the next village invading, the next country invading, whatever that might have been. And I guess having small militias of, of, of men, and that, that is what martial arts would have been back in the day. Now, in the modern day, it's become, you've got this cross-pollination of martial arts from all over the world. And unfortunately, a lot of people get into the doctrine of being sitting in one of those buckets. So you say, like, I'm a Wing Chun guy or I'm a this guy. And I think we were talking about last week where, you know, it, it, essentially it's just all fighting. And you, you need yeah. to be will, able to operate with all those different weapons and... It's the result that's important. You know, it doesn't matter what stance I, I use to hold a gun. I could hold it upside down, provided I hit that target in the head or the body. I'm, I'm, you know, I've, I've achieved the objective. Obviously, there's exactly. better ways to do that than others. But um, yeah, exactly. so, so I do think gun training is important. And an example, I think, I think Hot gave it or someone else gave it was there was a beach shooting in Tunisia where mostly British tourists, other countries as well. Um, with an active shooter with an AK-47 and the guards for the hotel all dropped the guns on the floor and ran away. And the tourists from Britain um, had an AK-47 from the guards sort of sat, or or whatever guns they had, sat in front of them on the floor but didn't know how to operate it. And would have been able to shoot back and um, prevent that situation. So I think everyone should be doing some shooting training. Tom, what do they think of you? Now, most of your friends are martial artists and stuff like that. I know a good amount of them. Do, uh, do the other people think you're a little fucked up going across the world <laughs> to go shoot things? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And to the yes. point, I mean, half so of So they my, think you're you're violent. Half of my friends are martial artists, I would say. Half of them aren't. The, the half why, don't, why, aren't you, why don't you get rid of the ones that aren't? <laughs> yeah, it's a very good question. <laughs> very good. It's. Uh, I want to know an answer. Please work on that. Um, yeah, that, I mean... Those guys obviously think everything I do is weird. Like, why do you bother? They, they can't. They can't understand it. And I say, say it is about more than just fighting. You know, it's the mindset, oh, yeah. it's the discipline, everything about that. The other guy, the other guys that do it, I think. I think some of them can be in a box, as I say. You know, I'm a JKD guy. I just do JKD. I don't do anything else. Yeah. Um, and I think to them, I, I, I would probably want to make the point. No, no, you're 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 just a guy. And you're a guy that might need to fight. And then how you fight is not going to come down to a style. It's going to be what works at that, mm-hmm. at that time. So um, I am definitely the odd one out. And, and I would worry about the UK. If we, if we were to get invaded, our ability to defend ourselves. Because I think we do. We, we are breeding a country of snowflakes that are not, not necessarily capable of, of forming these militias that we would need to 
um, to defend ourselves. And we have yeah. a, a small standing army now. Is... We've got 80,000 people in the army. It's not nothing like enough, I think. Arm the, arm the soccer hooligans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would Done. be great. Done. Done deal. Done deal. Done. Awesome. Great show. Mike, hey, thanks, buddy, for coming on. And, and, hey, my and pleasure. Was about pleasure. And, and you're always welcome back. Anything you're promoting right now that you got going on that you want to let anyone know? Uh, not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've kind of slowed down doing workshops. I got one coming up in Del Rio. It's a little private gig, and then uh, we'll see how the world unfurls, man. But all I've really been doing lately, man, is just uh, really concentrating on training uh, Duncan Leung's Wing Chun and working on my ground game and my shooting game and just shoring up areas where I need to be shored up and getting fitter, getting stronger, and pissing off the world. And I did finish my book. Good. Yeah, the uh, it's called Demons Must Die: The Vignettes of Swedge Black. Right. Now, when, when is this? When's this? Not sure yet. I'm, I'm in the middle of rewrites right now. There's a few things right. I got to tie together, and then I'm oh. looking for a uh, a publisher for it. But it's got more killing in it than a Chicago slaughterhouse. All right. Well, they'll keep <laughs> us in the in the in the loop, and then uh, we'll have you back on soon, Mike. Thanks so much, Tom. Hey, do you want to promote Pleasure. anything, buddy, before we go? No, no, no. Nothing from me. Not to be, all right, you need to get a hold of me, uh, Primal uh, uh, Radio. You can find us. You can find us on uh, Primal Gym or Primal Promotions. Uh, we're all over the place, Tom. All right, Mike, thanks, buddy. Peace out, guys. We'll see you next week. Y'all be good. Bye-bye.